Have you ever noticed the world isn't quite what it presents itself to be? That something is just a little off kilter, just a little out of focus. Some of you may know me from my career in the distilled spirits industry as the alchemist of the Black Forest of Indiana. An industry, as I see it, more than just a little influenced by the occult and the work of opening doors and capturing essences. Here, you'll see another side of what I do and how I'm influenced by such experiences. Here, myself and occasionally friends will share first-hand accounts, stories shared with us, for tea and news, interviews, and a healthy dose of history and speculation. Settle in for the ride and enjoy. Perhaps that movement you saw out of the corner of your eye was more than just a shadow. Perhaps that weight on your shoulder, a bit more than fatigue. I've lived my whole life like this. Perceptive of those things that might be viewed by the less aware amongst us as simple circumstances, magic thinking, or even make-believe. Anticipating with the many ups and downs of my own perception, I have anxiously awaited the more positive of those experiences, dreading those of a darker caliber. I believe from societal observation in recent years that others are becoming acutely aware of the currently scientifically unmeasurable world that surrounds us. I believe that spiritual warfare is real. Join us as we take a hard left into the heath and the heather. Join us as we call out into the void, as the veil frays at the edges, and recall, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey guys, Alan Bishop again, host of If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. As I'm sure you guys know, the world can be a pretty heavy place. There's a lot of weird things going on, not uh, counting just the paranormal and the strange and the Fortean, but just life in general can sort of sneak up on you in a certain way and bring you down just a little bit. And I can tell you that as a father, the thing that sort of helps bring me back down to earth is talking to my kid, right? She, uh, she doesn't see the world the way that I see the world, right? She's, uh, she's open-eyed and wide-eyed and ready to learn and ready to see the world and understand the world in ways that I can't even imagine. And as such, I don't want this show to become a drag for anybody. I want there to be occasional moments of levity and fun, sort of measured with my own dark personality, obviously. So today we're going to do something a little bit different. This is the first of what we will call, if you have ghosts, you have everything, short stuff. So the goal here is that occasionally I'm going to bring my own little seven-year-old celebrity onto the show, Penny Marie Bishop, and we're going to have a little discussion about something paranormal, supernatural, whatever you want to say, that interests her through the eyes of a child tempered with a little actual uh, folkloric fun and darkness. I hope you all enjoy. These will be short little fun episodes. And uh, I'm telling you right now, Miss Penny Marie's a rock star if ever there was one. So get ready, set back, relax, enjoy. And remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything.
bourbon, scotch, cognac, gin, any type of spirit that you get a chance to taste transports you to a new and very interesting universe. Hi, I'm Jack Bigadu. On the street, I'm known as a hood sommelier. And what I do is I love to taste new spirit and educate people on how to appreciate each spirit that they put their nose or their taste bud into. Follow me on this journey and help me guide you on appreciating every spirit that you touch. Remember, the truth is bearer proof. See you next time. What's your name? Penny Marie Bishop. Penny Marie what? Bishop. Bishop. Like a real life bishop? <laughs> well, the, hear it all out, folks. People make fun of my last name. Why they make fun of your last name? Because they call me Bushop. Bushop? Well, that's silly, isn't it? Yes, it is. All right. You so... heard it all out, folks. Okay. You, you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I'll tell you when, okay? <clears throat> All right, guys. Alan Bishop back with, uh, almost said one piece of the time distilling and stupid. That is not what this is. This is if you have ghosts, you have everything. And I have a very special guest, right? What's your name? Penny Marie Bishop. Penny Marie what? Bishop. Bishop? All right. Well, Penny Marie, we brought you in here today because the other day you were in here listening to Mommy and Daddy record the podcast and you clearly wanted to be a part of it, right? Yes. Yes, because you're kind of a little rock star. Yeah. A little celebrity. Yes. Somebody to watch. Uh, I could also be a fart head. Well, that's true. But that's not what we're here to talk about, is it? We're here to yep. talk about what? Unicorns! Unicorns? You heard it all out, folks. The second name that I chose is, well, the, let's just hear the name for us. Um, if you have ghosts, you have everything for short. Um, unicorn talk. <laughs> unicorn talk. Okay, all right. So this is, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Short stuff. But tonight, it's unicorn talk with Penny Marie Bishop. So, here's what I brought you in for, okay? No made-up stories. Just the things that you know from TV shows that you watch and stuff like that. Not any of the things I told you the other day, okay? Two things. Nope. Just, just hold on. Just listen, okay? All right. First of all, I want you to tell me what a unicorn is and what it looks like. A unicorn is a horse with a horn. It sometimes has rainbow manes and rainbow tails or different colors of skin. Um, its horn is very magical, but if you lose, if you use its horn too much, then it will eventually not have a horn. Oh no, it wears down its horn? Yes, it goes from up to here to way down here. Oh, it gets shorter, I see. Now, let me ask you this. Okay? And yellow. Yeah. So, do sometimes, do unicorns have wings? Well, 
Pegasi have wings. Um, ponies don't have wings. They don't have anything. Uh, just so the audience is aware, I did not, and neither did her mother apparently, realize that she knew the word Pegasi, which is pretty darn impressive. Good job, Penny Marie. So let me ask you this. What abilities do the unicorns that you know about, what do they have? They're magical, right? Yes. They could heal people, and they can also help you do parties and stuff. Oh, they can help you do parties and stuff. So they're like a helper. I just made that up. Oh, you made that up? Don't make up stuff. You gotta tell the truth, okay? Just talk about the unicorns that you know. Um, well... Some unicorns are fire unicorns. Fire unicorns try to destroy the heart emoji unicorns, which is from one of my games. Yeah? Alright. Well, fair enough. So, why are you so interested in unicorns? Well, because they're my favorite animal. Oh, your favorite animal, are they? Why, though? Because they're majestic, beautiful... And I just love them. And they have powers outside the normal realm of what, like, a horse has, right? They have more powers than a horse, correct? Horses don't have any power except for their horse shields. Which, here in Atlanta, folks, horses do not like to have horseshoes. So let me ask you a question. If you had a unicorn, what would you do with it? Go. Um, sorry about that, folks, but... Here to Lynn, I would use it for battles and probably play with it. Probably scare my puppy. What kind of what kind of games do you think unicorns like to play? Well, <laughs> probably making rainbows. And here to Lynn, folks, unicorns poop cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more question, Penny Marie, for the Unicorn Show. Are you ready? Okay. If you had your choice between an actual unicorn and an actual dragon, which would you rather have? A unicorn. I'm hoping that she'll grow out of that. I'm trying really hard on this dragon thing, but it doesn't seem to be working. So let me ask you this. Do you want to hear a couple of... Historic folklore things about unicorns? Here to end, folks. I would just like to tell people about how much I like unicorns. Oh, okay. So you don't want the historical facts? Dude. Leave it in to me. I have a feeling I know way more than you. <laughs> sure, I've only been alive for six years. Seven. <laughs> okay well that's where we're gonna stop it at i think that's a good first short stuff episode as always i've been put in my place so i have another question for you penny marie are you willing to come back and do more of these if you have ghosts you have everything short stuff episodes unicorn talk as well i forgot to mention unicorn talk and i just got told that so yes will you be willing to come back and do a, if you have ghosts, you have everything, unicorn talk, short stuff episode in the future. Duh. I thought you were going to say, 
Unicorn hooray. I don't believe you. What? Unicorn hooray. There you go. Hey, Metalheads. I'm Mark, and I host Metal Forge. Let me tell you about the show. The Metal Forge features the best underground metal from all over the world. We spend every week with a different artist with interviews, in-depth conversations, and most of all, the music. We also feature audience interactivity where you can submit your questions to the upcoming guests. New episodes are out every Friday at noon Eastern Time at MetalForgeRadio.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. There was a surprising amount of unicorn mythology out there, much of it of a darker nature than I initially figured. Depicted most often as a horse or a goat with a single horn on its head, the unicorn appears early on in Mesopotamian artworks, as well as being referred to in the ancient myths of India and China. Stesius, a Greek physician and historian, reported around 400 BCE that there are in India certain wild asses which are as large as horses and even larger. Their bodies are white, their heads dark red, and their eyes dark blue. They have a horn in the middle of the forehead that is one cubit, about a foot and a half in length. The base of this horn is pure white. The upper part is sharp and of a vivid crimson, and the middle portion is black. Those who drank from these horns, made into drinking vessels, are not subject, they say, either to convulsions or to the falling sickness. Indeed, they are immune even to poisons. If either before or after swallowing such, they drink wine, water, or anything else from these beakers. This animal is exceedingly swift and powerful, so that no creature, neither horse nor any other, can overtake it. There is no other way to capture them in the hunt than this. When they conduct their young to pasture, if they are surrounded by many horsemen, they refuse to flee thus forsaking their offspring. They fight with thrusts of horn. They kick, bite, and strike with wounding force, both horses and hunters. But they perish under the blows of arrows and javelins, for they cannot be taken alive. The flesh of this animal is so bitter that it is not edible. It is hunted for its horn and its ankle bone. Pliny the Elder in 50 AD stated, the unicorn is the fiercest animal and it's said that it's impossible to capture one alive. It has the body of a horse, the head of a stag, the feet of an elephant, and the tail of a boar, and a single black horn three feet long in the middle of its forehead. Its cry is a deep bellow. The Bible refers to a strong and splendid horned animal called a reem. This word was translated to unicorn in many versions of the Bible, but it's now recognized as nothing more than a wild ox. Greek bestiaries state that the unicorn is a strong and fierce animal that can be caught only if a virgin maiden is placed before it. Medieval writings talk of the horn of the unicorn having the ability to purify poisoned waters. Tertullian, the Carthaginian author writing around 190 CE, believed the unicorn to be a symbol for Christ, and the horn of the unicorn a representation of the cross. Saint Basil asserted in the 3rd century CE that the horn represents glory, power, and salvation, and Jesus must be called the Son of Unicorns, since the unicorn is irresistible in might and unsubjected to man, 
By the Middle Ages, the unicorn was well established as a religious symbol and became a common motif in medieval art. During this era, the unicorn also came to be associated with moral virtues, with particular emphasis on chivalry, heraldry, and also chastity, as well as purity. In medieval ages, royalty often drank from cups, reputedly made of unicorn horn. Often, however, these were bought from poachers and made of rhinoceros horn or narwhal tusk. It is said of the unicorn that drinking the blood of one can keep you alive if you are sick and even prolong life to an immortal state. That unicorns are powerful magicians and can live forever unless killed by an outside force. In Chinese mythology, there are many accounts of a creature known as the Kilin. This creature is often thought to be the Chinese equivalent of a unicorn, although it also has the properties of a chimera. The Kilin is known to have a body of a deer, a lion's head, green scales, and one long horn that was its defining characteristic. The Kilin are peaceful creatures known to be magical. The Kilin are thought to be able to walk upon grass without disturbing a single blade. However, since these creatures did not want to harm the ground, they were often thought to walk on clouds or water instead. They were also thought to be good judges of character. Ancient stories show these creatures as being able to know if a person was good or evil. They're peaceful in nature, and they only punish the wicked. In Congo oral traditions, there's a creature called the Ababda. This is very similar to a unicorn, known to be about the size of a donkey and said to have the tail of a boar. While it's known to have two horns instead of one, like a unicorn, the horns of Ababda are known to serve as a cure for many illnesses. Most importantly, however, the Ababda horn is known to be an antidote to poisons. This is Alan Bishop of If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Are you interested in distilled spirits, the production thereof, tastings? Well, let me tell you about a cooperative group of some of my best friends and favorite podcasters in the industry, the Bar Cart Co-op. The Bar Cart Co-op is made up of several unique spirits-based content creators. Do you love music? The stories behind the music? How about the way that music influences the people? who craft your favorite independent spirits. Be sure to check out Kevin Rose and Drew Crawley with special guests on the Bourbon Turntable. Are craft spirits reviews, good laughs, and big personalities your thing? Check out my brothers Patrick and Mike on My Whiskey Den every Monday at 9 o'clock Eastern. Patrick and Mike bring in the best of craft spirits, review them, and have a great time on their show. What a better way to follow up the shittiest first day of the week anyways. Do deep dives into distilling methodology with a diverse group of distillers the world over aimed at both home and legal distillers interest you? Then check out my other show with my co-host Christy Atkinson, Distillers Talk, available wherever you get your podcasts. How about Victorian era cocktails? My brother Brian Cushing, Victorian man, has you covered over on YouTube via the Victorian Barroom. For more information, check out barcartcoop.com. Alright, there you go. If you have ghosts, you have everything. Short Stuff, Volume 1, 
episode one. If we're lucky, we'll be able to get uh, Miss Penny Marie to join us a few times a year to do some of these episodes, and they'll just be fun, uh, entertaining, little uh, 20, 22-minute episodes that don't take themselves quite so seriously, and I think we can all appreciate that. I hope you all enjoyed it, uh, and be sure to, uh, to let us know so we can let Penny Marie know that she's a rock star. Love y'all. Later. Oh, I almost forgot to say, uh, if you enjoy If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything, please be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Also, check out mine and Kim's uh, link tree on our social media. There is a leave a tip option in that link tree if you appreciate what we do. We're getting ready to roll out with a uh, Patreon as well uh, with some exclusive content and things of that nature. And Kim has got a lot of things that she's going to offer through that as well. And I think there's even going to be an option to, uh, to make a donation through um, our listeners on Anchor. So any little bit helps, right? All this stuff costs a little money. Uh, time is money. I'd be doing this for free one way or the other. But, uh, you know, we like to see that we're appreciated. So when you can, where you can, if you can, and if you feel so compelled, uh, leave us a little something to let us know we're on the right track. Love y'all. Have a great one. <laughs>